Blog Talk Radio. Grace and Peace, Heart to Heart, encourages women from all stations of life and from every nook and cranny of our world from a biblical perspective. Good afternoon. It's Zenobia Bailey, and I am so glad that you joined me yet again today. Before we get started, I'd like for us to take a moment for a reflection that I'm going to take from Psalm 32. It says, in part, you are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. Selah. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Hmm. When I reflected on that this morning, especially, all of it actually, but especially where the verse says, verse 8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. And further, I will counsel you. Not just counsel me, but counsel me with his eye upon me. I find this so, so uh, comforting and encouraging, even empowering, as we sit on the steps of what looks like will certainly be the turn of the calendar to 2023, where we don't know, I'll just personalize it, where I don't know what not only tomorrow will bring, but the next few moments will bring. And to hear from this loved book, the Bible, that I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. Gosh, I just want to share that with you, hoping that it will be as much of an enlightenment and encouragement to your heart as you face the various nooks and crannies valleys and mountains, sunshine and rain in your lives today and tomorrow. So, in returning to our book, Shattered Vows, I'd like to pick up with Rita's Reflections. Rita states, 
Nico was acting so strange one day that I finally asked him what was going on. He said he couldn't live with himself any longer if he didn't confess something to me. He had been having an affair with someone I knew. The someone happened to be one of my best friends. I don't think I have ever felt so much rage. When all of the truth was exposed, I was faced with the reality that he had actually slept with three of my friends and had seen prostitutes as well. I began to wonder if my headaches in the past year were related to what Nico had finally disclosed. Patty says, my husband and I are best friends. We tell each other everything except for all of the secrets he has been hiding about looking at neighborhood women through their windows. I always thought he was just going out for a walk. One night, a police officer brought him home after catching him window peeping a few houses away. My life was turned upside down. Danica shares that Christopher is my second husband, and he has been consistently attentive to me on every level these past three years. I have never felt so cared about and cherished by a man. I have trusted him completely with my heart. Even after living through the pain of divorce, I never could have imagined the agony that would accompany discovering that my new husband had become emotionally involved with another woman. Christopher says that he loves me deep and hasn't had any physical contact with the woman. He says they have only been seeing each other at restaurants and emailing each other. I want to believe him, but how can I ever feel cherished by him the way I did? He is clearly torn in half by his feelings for someone else. How could he have let this happen? What are we supposed to do now? Then Kim's experience. Over the 13 years we have been married, my husband has traveled monthly for business. I had no idea he had been posting his profile on the Internet to connect with women in the towns he was visiting. One of my neighbors saw his ad and called me. At first, he told me he was just experimenting with the process. He had no intention of actually meeting anyone. But after one of his connections found out he was married, she called me to let me know what he was doing. When he was caught, he decided to file for a divorce. I was left alone with our four little girls. And as a stay-at-home mom, I felt totally stuck. He has ruined my life. Simone says, my husband was fired from his executive position after being caught using pornography on his company's network computer. I work for the same organization. 
So the situation is extremely awkward for me. Without his salary, I can't really leave my job, but I feel so much shame knowing that everyone at work is aware of our situation. I have difficulty even getting out of bed in the morning. Dear listeners, these women's accounts, as well as those that were read the last time I was on air, gives a great, give great examples, actually, of how one can pause and listen for the instructions that the Lord will give. He promises, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. And furthermore, he is a hiding place for me and for you. And I just pray that you find your comfort in him. And for those of you who have made it to the other side, God bless you and continue to press forward. Picking up in our book, however, the next section is called Secrets and Signs. Women all over the world are having actually are living with these kinds of heartaches. Yet women who are affected by sexual betrayal often feel that no one else could possibly know what they are going through. When Mark's story, which included sexual contact with several of the women he had counseled, became front page news in our local paper, I thought I must be the only wife who had ever lived through this nightmare. Just give us our scarlet AIDS and let the world sneer and judge, I thought bitterly. I had no choice but to let the world in on my secret. I felt humiliated, ashamed, and marked for life. I couldn't imagine anyone accepting us. It may seem strange to some that I felt all of these things. After all, it was Mark's behavior that was being reported. I later learned about the couple shame that almost always accompanies sexual sin in a marriage. Many commonalities exist between my story and the ones I hear every day in my work with women who have been devastated by their husbands' infidelity. Although I had been married for 15 years, and had dated Mark for four years before we married, the disclosure of his sexual behavior still came as a total surprise to me. I had no idea he was living a double life. A beloved husband, father, pastor, and counselor, as well as a deceitful, secret, lustful, and lonely man. I thought I knew him. I thought he shared everything with me. How could I have been so blind? 
While some people would judge Mark harshly for his lying during all those years, my primary feeling was how could I have been so stupid and naive? I had missed all of the signs. I thought that I was an intelligent person, a good wife. How could I have been completely clueless about a major part of my husband's life? Other women have noticed signs of potentially problematic sexual behaviors even before they committed to marriage. Some found X-rated movies in their boyfriend's home or witnessed him surfing for pornographic images on his computer. Some were aware that their loved one had accompanied friends to strip clubs or massage parlors for a guy's night out. Many women felt pressure to be sexual early in the relationship. Some knew their partner had been sexual with many others. Some knew that it was an affair that began their own relationship with their current spouse. Often they noticed that the man who said he only had eyes for them had roaming eyes for many other women, perhaps even hugging or touching other women far more than seemed appropriate. In almost all cases, these women thought the behavior would stop as soon as they were married. So they discovered that something might be wrong. Even when the signs are clear, women have differing reactions. For example, when Anika caught her new husband in an affair, she confronted him and insisted that they go to therapy. After they spent several months working it out, she assumed the problem was resolved, and they never talked about it again. Vanessa knew about her husband's use of pornography before she agreed to marry him. When it continued after their wedding, she decided it wasn't that bad because she thought every man needed an outlet for his sexual drive. She couldn't keep up with his desire for sex, and in a way it was a relief to her to know he Frances was a Christian missionary and a devoted wife, although her husband couldn't seem to stop engaging with prostitutes. She believed she was called to love him and stand by him no matter what. And Lorena decided that the best way to handle her husband's excessive desire for passion was to join him by participating in sex games with which she felt totally uncomfortable. When we have new information about sexual betrayal in our marriage, most of us tend to revisit our past in an effort to recognize signs of behaviors that were unacceptable, uncomfortable, or undesired in our relationship. We all had ways of dealing with those signs. Some we ignored, some we resented, some we joined in on, and some we minimized or denied. As we seek to heal, we will learn to listen to our wisdom about signs we see and to respond in ways that are congruent with how we feel and what we need. It is a process that takes time. And so, my friends, we will pause here and pick up next time with you are not alone.
Thank you, as always, for joining me.